0: Manny Benuelos, Ryan Cordell, Matt Skoll, Ryan Goins. Outright of the minors became free agents. El Cediz Escobar went to Japan. Carlos Rodon, Ryan Burr, Michael Kopeck added back onto the 40-man roster because they had to. So did John Jay, but he becomes a free agent. Ivan Nova, Ross Detweller, Hector Santiago, Jose Abreu all become free agents. And then Jose Abreu tendered a qualifying offer. Oh. And Wellington Castillo is gone. In a trade. For a minor leaguer. That means nothing.
1: They found the most White Sox way in the world to what once again they do the right thing uh the wrongly. wrong way they do the yes. right
0: thing wrongly
1: and <laughs> and we've been we've both been in facebook arguments about this okay so we're gonna we're gonna, gonna we'll get into it i'm in gonna minute. sum yeah. that up
0: real quick okay okay so and, and then you could just jump in and give your two cents so we'll move right past it because it's already old news when you look at everything else that's going on right now with the free agent market which i hope is just i hope the hot stove is is just pumping this year because it was so difficult to watch last year so Here's what happens. The White Sox have the option to just buy out Wellington Castillo for $500,000 and say, be gone. Instead, what the White Sox do is they trade Wellington Castillo and $250,000 in international bonus pool, bonus signing money, to the Texas Rangers. They did the same thing with Nate Jones. Yes. And he said the same yes. thing when they did it with now, Nate, Nate Jones. Now, the Nate
1: Jones thing was a lot more. It was right. a million at that point. Yes.
0: So, in the end, what they did this year is they've given up Nate Jones and Wellington Castillo to, and, and also have given... The Rangers
1: 1.25 million dollars in international signing money. Now, what happens is I'll jump in. What happens then? The 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 second the ink is dry on the page, what do the Rangers do, Chris? They release both of them. Yeah, they buy out they 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 buy out Wellington Castillo's contract for five hundred thousand okay. dollars. So what happens is, is that the Rangers paid
0: like real cash to gain more international signing pool bonus money, so that they can go out and get more guys.
1: Now. The White, the White Sox are going to frame this, Chris, if it comes up, which it probably won't, because most, I would bet that most of you didn't notice this, but the White Sox, when put to the task about this, are going to use the excuse, oh, well, we weren't really too crazy about um, the international free agent pool this year, okay? That is a bull. That is a bull. This is a penny-pinching move. Make no mistake about it. It walks like a duck. It talks like a duck. It's a penny pinching move. If one day the Rangers pay him
0: back and this was all like, hey, you need it this year. We don't need it this year. So why don't you take the money and we'll get the money in a couple of years? It's the only way you could justify this move because otherwise all you're doing is just being cheap. Now, roster Armageddon occurred. Yes. Okay. The White Sox did exactly what we said they were going to do. They had to take the four guys that were on the 60-day DL. They had to bring them back into the fold. They had to release a bunch of guys. The 40-man roster is now down to 32. We sent out a poll on Twitter and Facebook, and it wasn't like any names were on there. I just put up the 32 guys still waiting on the 40-man roster. And I said, if you assume that you're going to, with those eight spots, you're going to protect six or seven guys. And if you only protect six guys that you need to bring on before the Rule 5 draft that aren't on the 40-man roster, then you're keeping one spot for flexibility or to grab a guy in the Rule 5 draft, or you're just keeping seven. And the eighth spot is so you can re-sign Abreu. That brings you right back up to 40, which means when you go out and get yourself the DH, the right fielder, the two starting pitchers you know you need, and possibly, you know, let's say a bullpen guy and a middle infielder, you don't know what, if they decide to want to go crazy and sign six guys instead of four in the offseason – because they really should go do that. Who are the guys you would cut from the list that are still on there? Now, I sent this poll out and I have created the Socks in the Basement roster kill list.
1: These are guys <laughs> on the current 40 man like, roster. It's, it's, like, it's like a Hollywood death. It's a kill pool. list. It's a yes. Hollywood death uh, poll, pool, whatever you call it. These are the guys on the
0: 40 man roster that consensus wise. People who responded on Twitter and on Facebook who answered what we said have all said, yeah, drop this guy. Who do you think left on the 40-man roster was the number one person? Only two people did not put this guy's name on the list. They should be jettisoned from the 32-man list or the first guy at the top of the kill list that's going to go when the White Sox start making moves.
1: I'm looking at the 40-man right now. Well, I know I, I can't speak for my fellow White Sox fans, but I mean, the 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 the, the names that stick out to me on this list. Yeah. Sanchez. Uh-huh. Polka, Right. Zavala. Okay. Um The number one guy, Dylan Covey.
0: Everybody wow. said get rid of Kobe. In fact, the top four guys in this order that White Sox fans, cons- I didn't, I didn't by consensus, said list, drop man. them off there. It's the moment you find guys you want to bring on this team in free agency, these are the guys you're going to get rid of. Kobe, Yomer Sanchez, Thigo Vieira, and Daniel Palka were the top four. Okay. And if you go further into the list and you go and get extra guys, uh, Carson Fulmer, Ruiz, and Zebby Zavala. Okay. That's the top of the kill list. I mean, there were votes for other guys. I mean, there was there was one guy that said, get rid of Zach Collins. So they're like, there's some, I'm like, well, I, I don't know why you would do that, I but mean, I was like, okay. okay I okay, put on the list. Then. There's a couple of people that want to get rid of Adam Engel. I, I think that people are confused with what Adam Engel is. He's a terrible everyday starting player. He is the perfect 26th man because the rosters go from 25 to 26 this year where you can bring him in for speed and defense in the late innings. You want Adam Engel on your team. He could be a role player for years on your team. You're going to have a hard time finding a guy that does what he does that you're getting at the value you're getting Adam Engel for. He's not. They're not getting rid of him. That'd be crazy. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're in the podcast and you like beer, craft beer reviews, craft brewery tours, fatherhood, drunken singing, outrageousness, late 1990s morning radio, trapped 20 years later at a 9-foot homemade oak bar. The original Broadcast Basement podcast is still available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at broadcastbasement.com. And it is still 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. With a new on demand episode every Thursday. Maybe listen to it after this show, which continues now.
2: Hey, Chris and Dave, great show. Uh, This is Frank. Free agent, we got to sign a braille, two years, 30 million i like to sign Tanner Rourke, one year, $10 million. Zach Wheeler, three years, $60 million. That's our two pitchers. I would try to get Tweeg, one for 11 or maybe two for 20. He's another Cuban. They love them Cubans. Okay? And this is all, if, if Grandel opts out, naturally we need him, four years, $80 million. Uh, but if he doesn't, I want to get Houston's catcher, Malzano. He's only getting $2 million. Give him three. And then uh, the last pipe dream here is Strasburg. He's got four years left for $100 million, but he's paid 25 15 15 and then the last year of his deal is 45 So I would give him four years at 120 but I'd pay him $40, 40 20 20 So he gets his money up front. Comes to around $141 million if we got everybody. So, we have around $165 million payroll, which Jerry can afford to get the free stadium. Keep up the good show, guys. Talk to you soon.
0: Players have now declared free agency. And as of Monday, teams had to decide who they were going to offer a qualifying offer to. Now, this has changed in recent years with the new CBA or the most recent CBA. It took a while for this to go into place. But this is how it works teams have to, can, can offer a player. A certain amount of money. The qualifying offer this year came in at $17.8 million. If you offer a guy a qualifying offer, he can still negotiate with other teams. He can still negotiate with you. And for 10 days, he has the option of just taking that one year at $17.8 million. And just
1: just to clarify, yes, I was just going to clarify. That's a one year at $17.8 million. million. Once a guy's given, given a qualifying offer, he can never
0: be given one again. And if a guy came halfway through the season onto a team, he can't be given a qualifying offer either. Ten guys who are Major League Baseball free agents were extended qualifying offer. One of them is Jose Abreu. So let's approach Jose Abreu first year. Okay. Jose Abreu at their qualifying offer. He now can take that offer for one year, which I don't think is a big deal to the White Sox. I mean, is it going to sting Jerry a little bit? He's paying a guy that much money for one year? Yeah, it'll sting a little bit. But in the long term, that's not a bad thing because Andrew Vaughn is waiting. There's a lot of people that believe he could be up as early as September, and he's the future first baseman for the team.
1: And there are people out there that subscribe to the theory that you're getting diminishing returns on Jose Abreu. He had an under-two war. He was basically just a regular old player. He had an under-two war last year, if you look at him sabermetrically. Okay. But...
0: He brings a lot to the team. He brings a lot of leadership, and I want Jose Abreu back. You see well, what I'm they, saying? Again,
1: the, the the average was not there for Jose Abreu, but again, I, the power numbers were. I mean, the home runs and the RBIs, Jose Abreu did – as far as that is concerned, Jose Abreu did last year what Jose Abreu normally does. It's just the average was down. He
0: was very valuable to the So,
1: so I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that you're getting diminishing returns on Jose Abreu, but there will be people that will look at his age, and there will be people that will look at the lower war and the lower batting average and be like, yeah, well, you know, don't sign him to a long term because then you're going to be paying him um, at the back end of his career when he's not the player he used to be. I think be. this
0: just sets up the White Sox to work on a deal with him for two to three years, and it also makes him less valuable to teams that want to get him because now let's take a look at what happens if a team wants to go out and sign Jose Abreu, or really any of the guys except for one. Everybody's got the same draft pick compensation. They're of the 10 guys that were given qualifying offers that are free agents. You're giving up a second-round pick, and you're getting a pick after the competitive balance round B. Okay, So basically, early on in the draft, you're giving up a pick. Somebody else is getting a pick. Let's go through the guys that also have that same thing. Garrett Cole, Josh Donaldson, Marcelo Zuna, Madison Bumgarner, Will Smith, Zach Wheeler, Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasberg, and Jake Odorizzi, who because... He's from a smaller market team. He's actually a draft pick compensation. It's even worse between the first round and competitive balance round. A, if he signs for over $50 million or if he signs for
1: less than that, he's like everybody else. This is the first time that I've heard that list. Now, what's interesting to me about that list of qualifying offers, that to me takes a lot of names off the board that a lot of people have been throwing around as potential free agent targets for the White Sox.
0: Here's the thing. The White Sox shouldn't care. You shouldn't care at this point. Give up your second round pick and, and, and there's an international for the White Sox based. Every team is split up. The White Sox are considered to be a team that's under the luxury tax threshold and they don't receive revenue sharing because they're a major market team, even though they act like they're a small market team. So they've got to give up that second highest selection in the following year's draft, which is their second round pick and five hundred thousand dollars from their international bonus pool. So there's that bonus pool money again. They've got to give up another half million dollars of it after giving up 1.25 million of it. Now they got to give up another 500,000. That's where it becomes valuable to not give that stuff away because now to sign one of these free agents, they need to give up even more of it. Right. So I still think you got to do it to go out and sign one of these guys. Yeah, but
1: I don't think they're gonna.
0: Oh, they have to, Dave. They have to. I mean, what off the top of your head? Give me a guy that you're like, oh yeah, he was a he was a second or third round pick that's really blowing the doors off everybody for the White Sox. Like when do we make great draft picks that this pick no, is going to uh, be valuable no, to we us? Don't. No, we give don't the pick but... up and get an established player that you need to go and get. So I'm just saying who's got one attached to them. Like here's the thing. They're not going to go get Oda Rizzi. Okay. Because they're, they, they, they're not going to give up too much for him. But I, I think they would take him
1: off the list. They would say, Chris, "Well, we'd rather get Alex Wood." Chris, we have a hard enough time as the we have a hard enough time getting the White Sox to just spend actual money on free agents. They're going to spend now money when you. I, say, I don't believe it. But now spend when money you add, but now when you add, but now when you add this caveat of you have to give up a draft pick, and you add this caveat of you have to give up bonus, uh, you have to give up international signing. I don't care, about, they don't care money. about international
0: signing bonus money. That's uh, apparently not. They don't care about it. So if they don't care about it then it shouldn't matter. See, so that's the thing. They've just demonstrated to me this week they could give a crap about international signing pool bonus money. They, they don't care. So if they don't care about it, just who cares if they give up another no, half a million? Move,
1: no, but that move was done, Chris, so they could save actual dollars. They could not stomach spending yeah, $500,000 to make They're that claiming that's go more away. money that will be spent.
2: Yeah, but so it's spend not going to be,
1: Chris, you're excited about, here's the deal. You're, you're exci- so negative. You're excited about the hot stove. You turned on the stove and I'm just ignoring it. My house is going to burn down. I am not paying, <laughs> I am not paying one bit of attention to baseball free agency this year because it's the, it's the thing of. That's nice. That's nice. You're half of a podcast, the most listened to downloaded White Sox podcast there is. And you, they're not and gonna, you don't, and they're
0: you don't not you're gonna, not paying attention to the hot They're stove. not going
1: to get anybody. <laughs> They're not going to get anybody. They are. They're going to get... You know what they're going to get? They're going to get Johan Santana on his comeback okay, tour. Okay, you, you got to calm down about that. Dude, That's not happening. what is... What are the... white? Look, we have said it before. The White Sox are not players in free agency. They never have been. They never will be. Why, players why is this why don't you believe?
0: Why don't you believe this? Here's the thing. Last year, they were players for Machado. They just cheaped out at the end. Okay. This year, they're not just targeting one guy. They've specifically said, "Han said, we need to get a right fielder. We need to get a DH. We need to get two starting pitchers. They have guys that developed. You got Moncada, You got Anderson's big year. You got Aloys up. You're I'm bringing not... Robert and Mandrigal up. It's time. I am not. It's time. And yes, they know Chris, this. They you, know it's time. You, know you think it's they're time. not going out and
1: signing anybody. That's no. You honestly think that they're not, not signing anybody. Not of note. Not of note. Who's of note to you? Any of the guys you just mentioned. Okay. So you
0: don't think that they're going to make a run at Zach Wheeler? You don't think that they'll make a run at Madison Bumgarner? Absolutely, w- they will not.
1: And if they do, if they Marcelo do, Zuna, they will knock on the door. If they do, they'll oh, they'll call. They'll call so they could tell their you know so they could tell their fan base, and so they could you know they could have the the corporate podcast and all the Reinsdorf friendly media say, look, we're pursuing these free agents. They know that they are not going to be able to spend the money it takes to get a Madison Bumgarner or any of those guys But they should be. We broke
0: this down already. We broke down that they could still be below average in payroll at the major league level. They could still have a below average payroll and add four or five guys. They could still do that. Yeah, but not top-tier guys, Chris. They they could add these guys. They could add a Bumgarner and still end up below average in terms of payroll they have plenty of money david i am taking i, think I, I really I think you no, far too negative no I, am I think taking way the, too no i
1: am taking the guarded approach on this which is i'll believe it when i see it when i talk to white Sox fans the general consensus when it comes to free agency is prove it prove it prove you're going to spend the money I'll believe it when I see it. That is what that is, those are the White Sox fans I talked to. Chris, you and I we talked about it a couple weeks ago. You even said the same thing. I'll believe it
0: when I see it. Well, no, I said I believe it when I see it when it comes to JD Martinez, which I said was a pipe dream. And what's funny is he decides he's going to stay with the Red Sox. And so he's not even available. So right. remember how that was getting pushed? Yeah, like, I know. I don't know. I had every media guy that was close to the White Sox was talking about how much Kenny Williams wanted to go get J.D. Martinez. And guess what? Scott Boros looked at his client and said, to be honest with the only team that's interested in you is the White Sox. And we know we know that ain't going to work out between me and them. And so, and so why don't you just stay with the Red Sox? And that's like exactly how that conversation went down. I'm sure. that co- I was right. Everybody kept saying it. Every J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez. We all knew that wasn't going to work out. Right. You have to take every Scott Boras client and cross it right off when you start looking at free agency.
2: Hey, socks in the basement. This is uh, Matt from Flossmore, Illinois. Just wanted to give you my postseason rundown of moves I think the Sox should make. Um, free agents, I want Mad Bum. Um, I think you know he's a lefty, big game guy. Go after him. Four years, $88 million. Um, if they swung and missed on him, I would take Zach Wheeler here. Um, even though he's a righty and we have a bunch of righties, I, I really like his upside. Number three would be Puig on a two-year $25 million deal. Um, I think he'd put in a third-year option of like $16 million. He's big. He for power. He's actually fast. He's got a cannon arm. Love him. Let's take a flyer on him. Um, super high upside guy, and he's Cuban. So I think he'd get along with the gang.
0: Remember, if you ever want to give us your ideas this offseason or comment on anything that's going on or something we said, 708 459 8406, 708 459 8406, 24 7 365. Make the call. I got excited last night. See, I enjoy this. I know you're going to be negative. And you're you
1: going are going to get excited. I enjoy and it. then what's going to happen is, what's go, you know, what's going to happen is on. on you know, April 1st, when we have the the old broken and bad free agents that we sign every year, and then they're off the team by May. You know, okay, here you go. Look at the free agent class last year the White Sox brought in. They weren't in. competing James- last
0: year. They were in a rebuild, Dave. It was only year three of the rebuild. Well, here's year four of the rebuild. Okay, but there's the thing. They kept saying 2020. You can go back and find all the old tweets from everybody that reported on it. You can find all the stories about it. You can find Rick Hahn saying it out loud. You can hear Kenny Williams saying it out loud. 2020, and even though it didn't feel that way last year after we lost out of Machado, and even though it didn't feel that way last year when when we're looking at Moncada and he hasn't developed and we don't know if Tim Anderson's ever going to be good anymore and we can't figure out who's going to be a pitcher on this team and Kopech's got his Tommy John, it should feel that way now that you can compete. I believe so much. That the white socks can and should compete. That I added a socks in the basement T-shirt to the socks in the basement store, and, the, and I, I'm going with the hashtag compete. You could buy your hashtag compete socks in the basement T-shirt or hoodie, and you could you can go right now to socksinbasement.com and click on socks in the basement stuff and go into the store. And I want to see these all over Sox Fest because hold them accountable. Like you should be. This is something that people should be saying now. Compete. We're done. We're done with the rebuild compete with one loud voice compete. I expect them to compete. I have to expect them to compete. If I don't believe that they're going to compete and they're not going to do anything new off season. Why am I even watching? I believe it. All right. Okay. I know you think my heart's going to get broken here, but I, I know it. your heart's going to oh, get whatever. broken. You're, you're too negative. Look, there are guys that did not Dude, get prove it. qualifying offers given to them that I now add to my list of guys that are possible signings. Like, First of all, I said Alex Wood could be a nice back-end rotation guy. Julio Teheran is now out there for the Braves. He's a back-end rotation guy because his team decided not to pick him up. They've released him into the wild. Okay. And they've given him no, given him no qualifying offer because they're so deep on pitching. So those are two guys. Forget Jake Odorizzi. He's got that draft pick compensation. Either one of those guys I'm fine with. Okay? So that fills one of my holes, the back-end of the rotation. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a right fielder that last night I got excited about. I thought so much outside the box on this. And people. some people think I'm crazy. You want left-handed. You want power. Okay. He's not a right fielder right now. Okay. But yesterday, his team decided they could live without giving him a qualifying offer. The New York Yankees attached nothing to D.D. Gregorius. D.D. Gregorius yes. in right field. I'm, I, I want you to think outside the box here. Okay. Left-handed bat.
1: Okay. I'm telling you,
0: I, I don't think the White Sox will do it because they don't think outside the box, but left-handed bat with the ability athletically to go play in the outfield if you need him to play in the outfield, but then would be able to come in and spell your players at second base and short. Could start the season even playing second base if you wanted to put Leary Garcia out in right field to give yourself an option until Nick Mandrigal comes up. Can You can move him all over the place. You, can, you have so much flexibility. You have, the, you, have the, you have the problem that you want to have. So much talent that if somebody regresses, like if Anderson regresses all of a sudden, D.D. could actually become the guy. He had, he had Tommy John surgery, and he had a half a season and didn't perform very well. But I'm not looking at last year. I'm looking at the two years before it, Dave. The two years before, if you take D.D. Gregorius' average stats, and he's 30 years old going into this season, average over the two seasons before 2019, an 8.12 OPS, 26 bombs, and a 3.9 wins above replacement. Now, everybody's talking about Cole Calhoun, another guy, has no qualifying offer attached to him, who's a left-handed hitter you could put in right field. Calhoun's only hit 2.31 to that 3.26. His OPS is under 800. He's got a few more home runs but his wins above replacement are one and a half less than Gregorius. I would love for them to think outside the box and say, we're going to bring DD on. We're going to start moving guys around the roster. Every once in a while, DD's in right. Every once in a while, DD's filling in in the infield. You could think outside the box and then you could go get yourself because JD Martinez is gone, another outfielder like a Marcelo Zuna or even sign Cole Calhoun and have both of them to be able to move guys around. We need a DH, right? You could get two left-handed bats in here right now. Or you could bring in a good power right-handed bat and, like, you could go get Ozuna. And if you decide you're not going to go after Ozuna and you want to stay away from qualifying offers, then there's one guy with a qualifying offer you could spend money on. You go get Mad Bum. Or you can go get Zach Wheeler, who I see as the consolation prize, the Mad Bum. Other people see it the other way. Mm-hmm. But there's a realistic way you could go do this and get around qualifying offers and really only have to d- decide one guy with a qualifying offer and go get some other players. I like him as an outside the box thing. I know people are going to crucify me like that's a stupid idea. Why would you think that? He's a shortstop. He's a 30-year-old player. And how many times have you seen guys who were playing in the infield to move to the outfield and have productive years? He could hit home runs. He comes from
1: the left side of the plate. He's he, he's played on winning teams before. It's interesting. He brings you another dimension. It's interesting. I'm wondering, I, like, I'm not sure why the Yankees wouldn't extend a qualifying offer to him. They didn't. Yasio Puig. Everybody
0: keeps saying Yasiel Puig. I want Yasiel Puig. Puig is like a game and a half wins above replacement. And he's a right-handed hitter. And I know everybody loves the fire and the drive. And I, I get a kick out of Puig. I really enjoy watching him. But I would take D.D. over him. i take Cole Calhoun over him in right field. There's a lot of guys i take over Yasiel Puig. Now, on the other hand, if the team signs him, I'm not going to be angry about it. I wouldn't be angry about a Puig signing. Would you be angry about a Puig signing? You no. keep saying that they're going to go get the bottom dwellers. He's more of a bottom dweller at free agency that you put in right field. Him or Corey Dickerson would be the low end right fielder you would go get. So if you got one of those guys, would you be angry? Because here's the thing. Your team is improving. I mean, you're, what's the heart? Either one of those guys I'd be okay with. But you, you are like, nope, we're not getting anything. They're of value.
1: not going to go after Puig because he's right handed though. And they are, they are still madly, went back in, Grandel, still madly in love with this. We need left-handed power hitters.
0: Okay. What if you went, you go when you get Grandal? And he's a lefty. And then you could add a right-handed outfielder bat Another guy who doesn't have a qualifying offer. We've talked about Grandal. That should be their target. So what if they go out and they get themselves Yasmani Grandal? That he's not, does not have a qualifying offer attached to him. You can go out and get D.D. Gregorius. No qualifying offer attached to him. Or Cole Calhoun. Okay. Or even you end up with Puig or Dickerson. I mean, so now you've got your DH position taken care of. You're backing up your catcher position because McCann is, is weak, because you're not sure whether or not he's going to have the first half or the second half next year. And you want to give some versatility moving Collins around. You don't know how many bats you're going to be able to get him and where you want to move him and everything like that. And, we're so still, you,
1: and Collins is still an unknown those anyway. Guys, you add those guys in. You grab
0: one of those back-end starters that I said, like you can go get yourself an Alex Wood or Tehran. I hope I'm saying his name right, but I yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even expecting him to be a free agent, so I just read his name. I've never really taken the time to pronounce it right, but he's available out there, okay? And now you filled in everything except that high end front end starter, and you haven't gone after anybody with a qualifying offer. So then go get Mad Bummer Wheeler and give up the second round pick and the international signing bonus money that you don't care about because you've already shown it. So why is that so unrealistic to you? Because you're you're sitting here waving your hands around here at the bar and you're all aggravated about it, but it seems to me like that's very realistic. <sighs> You don't find it to
1: be realistic. No, I don't. Why? I don't, I mean, I don't find that to be realistic. You given really think the, they're going to enter the season with a seventy million dollar payroll? I, th- I think that. I think if. I think if they had their way, they'd enter the season with less than a seventy million dollar payroll. Chris, do why would you go through all? The, here's
0: the thing. Why would you do three years of a rebuild and set your fan base up like this to destroy them this off season and do nothing? Because they've done it before, and then, but you would. If you thought you lost people before, the place will have
1: tumbleweeds blowing through it. Anytime the White Sox have gone after a free agent, a top of the list, or even a mid-tier free agent that they've been wanting, all right, and then they don't get them because they offer them cheap lowball offers, what they then do is their media their spin machines kick right into high gear and they paint this guy as the bad guy. Look at what they did with Machado last year. It's the, oh, well, we never really wanted this guy because he's lazy, he's not Johnny Hustle, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? The majority of the fan base believed it. Chris, I can't tell you how many I couldn't tell you how many arguments I got into on Twitter and Facebook that with people who are like, ah, I don't want this guy, Manny Machado. He's a bum. I don't want this guy, Bryce Harper. He's a bum. We said it on the show. You, you don't like six war players. You, you don't like future Hall of Famers. The Sox spin machine kicks into gear and then that's, that's what they go with and people buy it. It's going to be the same thing this year. I don't, I don't see why you have this optimism that this year in free agency is going to be like any other year that we in our 40 years of existence as White Sox fans have seen before. They've never done anything like this before. What makes you think they're going to do it now? And look, maybe I'm wrong, but you know what? Prove it. Prove to me that you are serious about spending money. Prove to me that you are going to be serious players in free agency and not just pawns or tools of Scott Boris that he uses to get his clients more money from another team. Prove it.
0: See, this is what I think you're doing, Dave. I think you're angry and you're, you're, you're disgusted, and I think you want to believe what you just said. But I also think you're saying it because you're hoping the White Sox are listening and they'll be like, screw that Dave Co out, we're gonna spend money.
1: I know you know what's funny, Chris? <laughs> like I, I feel what... like you're daring them.
0: Like you you're a kid on delir- the playground, you... like swing, 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 you like know... did you want to get into a fight. Like I feel like that's what you're doing right now. You, you know can't what's...
1: believe this. You know what's funny, Chris? I, I actually know they're listening because you know last episode when we did our off season calendar. <laughs> yeah. A day later, the corporate podcast. Here's your off-season calendar, White Sox fans. I know they're listening. So, yes, White Sox, I am daring you. I think you are. I think you are cheap penny pinchers, and I think the only thing that you're going to give me in free agency is a 39 year old Johan Santana on his comeback trail. Why do you trail. think he's coming Where do you? They signed Irwin Santana last year, and you he lasted think, four starts. You just, think, you just
0: think they need an old Santana on every team? Is that they
1: just—it's kind of like they are. Maybe with, they can
0: bring in the guitarist Santana for yeah, a season. Yeah, Carlos.
1: There is a Carlos <laughs> Santana. No, it's like it—it's—it's it's like you know how for a decade we just had to have an Alomar brother on our team. <laughs> Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement.
0: Who's an old guy that they, like they, that Kenny would want like right now? Oh,
1: I know. Uh, there's I mean, so many.
0: Who's around old. out there right oh, now that should be like, Kenny's always wanted him, and he would just go out and just grab him right now and oh, bring him man, on Yeah, Oh, man, this is team. a tough one. Um, maybe he goes out and gets Ben Zobrist. Maybe maybe that's There the old you guy go, Ben Zobrist. gets Ben Zobrist. That's what we need. Socks
1: in the basement. Heard everywhere podcast can be found. And always on Socksinthebasement.com.